to me. Um, so what I'm going to do here is this is a news and notes around the NFL type of thing. Uh, I'm planning on probably making this a podcast too. I just wanted to make it a live stream. So if somebody does want to hop on and, and you know, uh, hang out, talk, uh, you know, talk about a specific team, specific subject, obviously, uh, we'll see how it goes. I don't, I don't really have anything to, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I'm wondering if I might do this every week. I might, uh, decide to, to make this a thing. So if you're listening on the podcast, I really appreciate you. This is like a bonus podcast type of thing. Uh, if you are, um, if you're doing, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube or later or whatever, you know, whatever it is, I uh, hope you enjoy. So we're going to go through all the news and notes. I'm going to touch on preseason week one, uh, the things that I looked at, things that I saw. Um, I am a big note taker. I am a big researcher. And, you know, I'm constantly just listening to, you know, podcasts and, and reading articles and stuff. So some of some of the uh, news and notes are coming from certain things. Some of them are coming from uh uh, from my personal opinion, it's kind of a little, uh, you know, combination of both a little bit. So uh, yeah, let, let's let's get started. Copper, go away. It's my cat. Sorry, Copper. Jesus. Um, all right. Uh, so I don't know really where I want to start here. Uh, we're just getting going. Don't really have anybody on the stream just yet. So I guess I'm going to start with just some news and notes. Actually, you know, I'm going to start with the the Vikings. Because uh, the Vikings are, I think, a really interesting situation here. Let me find my notes real quick. So Christian Darasaw, he continues to struggle with uh, muscle core injury. Uh, it, it was something that he got surgery for back in January, uh, but he's seen multiple specialists. He, I think, last the last time I read the article, uh, he was in Philadelphia seeing a super specialist. <laughs> Jacob, you're in the comments already. What up, bro? Yeah, we're talking. We're talking Vikes, bro. What do you think? Uh, um, so yeah, basically your your first round pick left tackle doesn't look like uh, doesn't look like he'll be starting week one, and you know really there's just nothing. I, I would honestly think this is probably a redshirt year for him because you know you're not starting week one. How how rusty are you going to be? You just never know stuff like that. Timetable's unknown, so that's uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, and then the other guy, Wyatt Davis, your third round pick out of out of Ohio State guard, um, he's playing with threes right now. He got blown off the line a handful of times. And in, uh, in, in week one of the preseason, he's struggling. So right now, the offensive line is actually worse than it was last year. And I know, I, I know, Jacob, I'm sorry. We talked about this personally, so you kind of know where I'm at with this. The other part is, is the cornerback situation. You know, I, I, look at, I look at the cornerback, and it's like opposite of Patrick Peterson, you know, we, we really don't know what's going to happen there. Brashad uh, Breland, all right, 6 of 17. Uh, yeah, man, Ezra Cleveland needs to step up in a big way. I, I kind of agree. I'm in that 6 to 7 range, too. Tomorrow we're doing, uh, well, we're not doing the Vikings this, this week, but we're going to be doing the Vikings next week. And I was looking at my my window for them. I'm low on them. I'm I really am. I I just I love their I love their skill positions. I really do. Top two wide receivers. I mean, you're in a conversation for top ten uh, duo, right? I think already. You know, Jefferson is that good in my opinion. Uh, your running back's awesome. I don't really have a problem with Kirk Cousins. He's a he's a average quarterback in the NFL. 
But man, no offensive line. <laughs> Gladney out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Brashad Beeland is looking like the uh, starter opposite of Patrick Peterson. Mackenzie Alexander, uh, Cameron Dantzler, you know, the, the, a lot of guys that you got early and often in, in the draft not really working out. It, it's crazy how the Vikings can draft so well at wide receiver, draft so well at running back, cannot hit on cornerback, and cannot hit on offensive line early. Um, yeah, I'm worried about them. I am. I think, you know, an offense is only as good as your offensive line and quarterback, in my opinion. And those are, the, you know, those are question marks. That's, that's really the only way I can put it. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's like my first thing is like just reading reading between the lines a little bit with Vikings camp and how it's going. I'm, I'm a little bit down on them right now. It's early. I'm not really taking into account the uh, the preseason game. They had 31 starters out. So it's like, you know, that they got blown out by the uh, by the Broncos. But like, who cares? I'm, so that really it, it doesn't impact this actually this opinion came before I even watched the preseason game, so that's kind of where I'm at with them. Uh, but yeah, moving on, uh, where I want to go, let's talk about some standouts. Let's go some good news, standouts. Uh, some late-round picks at, on the defensive line. Joe Tryon for the Bucks, getting awesome reviews. He's going to be a guy who's going to be in that rotation with JPP and, and all the other guys that those Bucks have. I mean, they did not need help on the defensive line, but man, did they add some depth. Joe Tryon apparently is killing it in camp right now. Um, you know, you, you have uh, Jason Away, uh, Ravens pick, one pick earlier, 31st overall. We're talking about the 32nd, 31st pick. Getting really rave reviews in camp as well. Plays a similar position. So uh, it's a dude out of Penn State who I'm, I'm excited to see uh, on the field. And I think he I think he has a chance to take over uh, you know, that Matthew Judon role. I'm not saying he's going to be that guy. I don't know exactly how they want to use him, but it would not surprise me a bit if that's how he, he's used. And apparently he's he's uh, he's a, you know being used very well in camp and he's doing well so so that's a little bit of good news a little a couple of guys uh you know the back end of the first round that are getting really really good reviews um sorry i'm just so i'm just going through notes all right so that's that's kind of what, what this is uh, you know, obviously uh if you have any thoughts just let me know in the comments uh but i'm just gonna i'm gonna keep it rolling here uh we're gonna go to the chargers uh we're, we're going to the la chargers the running back situation so there's a couple things going on here with the chargers first of all uh, their head coach already came out and said that they are going to be doing a, a running back by committee. So fantasy wise, it does look like Eckler might be taking, uh, you know, as far as a fantasy value, might be a slight step down. I would still, obviously, he is still the number one and all those things. He's still probably going to get the the you know majority of the workload. Uh, but what I found really interesting, Larry Roundtree listed ahead of Joshua Kelly on the first depth chart. Now Larry Roundtree's, we're talking about third string and fourth th string. I understand that. Larry Roundtree. This is me. This is just one of those things. Like, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know. I'm a big, big Larry Roundtree guy. I, I liked him coming out of uh, college. Obviously, I liked him in that you know fifth, sixth round, which is kind of where the Chargers got him. Uh, but I do think he's better than Joshua Kelly. I had him a higher grade coming out than Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly struggled a lot last year. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I hit that one on the head. Uh, Justin Jefferson, or excuse me, uh, jo Josh Jackson, whatever their second running back is. The uh, Who cares? Uh, he's the number two. I can't talk today. I'm sorry, guys. Ah, my dog's barking. Um, he's he's still the number two, but Larry Roundtree doing well in camp. Just a, another one of these. There's a lot of like late round running backs that I feel like are doing well, and uh, and he is one of them. So that's that's really really cool. Um, DeAndre Swift has a groin injury, just kind of keeping it on the running back thing and fantasy value. Yeah, DeAndre Swift having that groin injury 
kind of scary, right? The guy who's expected to get a majority of the workload and, uh, you know, expected to kind of have a, a fantasy breakout. I know a lot of people are predicting that. Um, scares me a little bit because obviously the Lions are already a bad football team. You just don't really know what to expect. I, I don't think anybody's projecting them to get a ton of wins this year. Losing, you know, arguably, you know, I wouldn't say... Yeah, arguably one of your more uh, more explosive, talented players on offense. Uh, certainly, certainly going to be a loss early on. Obviously, this is just a groin injury. I think he's back in practice at some point this week, or that's the expectation. And you know, it might not be an issue. But like, I am big on watching hamstring and groin. Like, those are my two things, especially for these like you know running back, wide receiver, cornerback. Those those are the positions where I'm going to keep a really close eye as we get through this uh, this stream, this podcast, wherever you're listening to it. Um, um, I'm going to be talking about uh, I'm going to be talking about the hamstring watch. I'm doing a hamstring watch every single week throughout the preseason, uh, and honestly, I'm hoping to get help from anybody. You know, I, I keep a pretty good eye on it, but you know, if any, we'll get to that. Don't worry about that. Uh, so yeah, DeAndre Swift. That's just something to keep an eye on. I'm sure a lot of people knew about that. Uh, getting back to uh, offensive line, and I know I'm kind of going all over the NFL. It's kind of like my goal with this is I'm just going to try and hit as many teams as possible. Just you know, bam, bam, bam. Uh, Panthers. Offensive line, left tackle. There's a huge hole here. Cam Irving out of practice, nursing a shoulder injury. Dennis Daly excused for family matters. Uh, you got Moden, their guard, uh, who's getting extensive work at that left side. Um, yeah, they they took a loss there with uh, at the left tackle and really just did not address it the way they probably should have. Um, you know, you just you have questions there. I'm not sitting here saying uh, you know their offensive line as a whole is going to be terrible, but at left tackle probably you know arguably the most important position on that offensive line. Uh, there's certainly some questions for the Panthers there. Again, like I'm big on looking at the offensive line. I, I read into that really, really carefully because I do think those are the things that like don't get the national media but do have a big impact on wins and losses and performance overall. I, I really believe that. Um, let's uh, let's get into. Well, let's get into a couple more camp and, and newsy stuff, and then we'll get into the first week preseason and talk about some news there. Um, Will Fuller still not practicing uh, for the Dolphins. Uh, injured his uh, foot on the second day of practice. Uh, you know, he's had some limited stuff here and there, but he is not full go yet. Will Fuller, a guy who's dealt with injuries his entire career, dealing with more now. That's that's certainly unfortunate. Um, go get through here. Rashad Bateman, this is kind of a more popular one. Uh, I, I, I try to keep this specific thing. I want to talk more about the stuff that goes under the radar because there's so much news coming out. It's hard to keep up with it all and I, I try to do that and, and kind of consolidate as best I can here. Uh, but Rashad Bateman uh, quad injury. I think a lot of people knew about that. He needs surgery. will be out until September. Man, the Ravens cannot catch a break with first round wide receivers and injuries, right? Um, so Rashad Bateman, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. Not a guy I was like the highest on coming out of the draft. Didn't think he deserved to be a first rounder. Thought he was more of a second round type of guy, but very unfortunate. He looked like he had a really good opportunity with the the Ravens, and you know you hope that you hope that he can get back on the field and, and get that chemistry with Lamar Jackson. Uh, they obviously need help at that wide receiver position, and just the you know the passing game in general obviously needed a little bit of help last year. Um, the let's let's move over to the same division, the uh, the Bengals. All right, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are both, according to uh, some reports I read out of camp, struggling. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Um, now, there, there's obviously reports every day, and, you know, this time of year, everything is kind of, like, you know, glossed over and put with, like, the most hopeful spin on it, especially out of these, you know, the, these camp guys that are that are reporting a lot of this. They're fans, too, so uh, they're trying to put the best spin they can, uh, but just, re- you know, they've, there's been some stuff saying that they're struggling, Jamar Chase struggling, um, kind of a surprise, obviously, coming out with a very, very high, highly regarded guy by me and, and just about everybody else in the fantasy, or excuse me, in the draft community, and then Joe Burrow looks like he's still struggling with that knee, so I, I would expect a slow start from the Bengals this year, I really would. Um, now, again, there's been other reports saying, oh, it looks better today, and stuff like that, um, but to me, I mean, when there's smoke, there's fire with things like this, and, and I'm seeing a lot of smoke with uh, concerns about those two specifically in camp, uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm out on on the uh, Bengals fantasy-wise, I'll tell you that right now, like, I'm I'm good, I'm, I'm just scared of that team altogether, and I really don't know what to expect from that duo or you know just at least early on obviously I do think as the season goes on they'll figure it out Joe Burrow is incredibly talented Jamar Chase is incredibly talented they'll figure it out but early on yeah I certainly have concerns I'm wondering if they'll be ready for week one the way um, the rest of the NFL hopefully will be Um, back down uh, I went through that Uh, shout out real quick Frank Wright Chris Ballard getting that contract extension Uh, both I think absolutely deserve it Uh, Frank Wright has handled the adversity so well he's had a different quarterback every year and he's just done so well with that like I mean there's still a really good football team and it feels like they are one I wouldn't even say great just serviceable quarterback away from being very dangerous I think you know they, they were dangerous last year at times and and I think you know man I, I don't know I, I I'm very hopeful that they can figure it out because I, I do think this duo as far as management wise and coaching wise uh, they just kill it Ballard kills it all the time in the middle rounds of the draft Reich has, has just handled everything so well so yeah just shout out to them for getting that contract extension obviously that doesn't matter a whole lot but I think it's interesting uh more administrative news a little bit more administrative news before we get into really preseason talk not sure how long I'm going to go with this uh, if you have any questions or thoughts or want to talk about a specific team in the comments uh, let me know um, that doesn't look like I think I have maybe one viewer I'm not sure <laughs> uh, but that's okay I'm going to put this as a podcast and I wasn't really sure to, what to expect with this first stream here um, but yeah, more more administrative news. Uh, there's an investigation uh, started by the Raiders internal investigation uh, regarding four executives that resigned very very close together all, all this off season. <coughs> I apologize. Um, uh, I'm not going to read off all their names, but it, it's certainly an interesting story. Something that you know I, I don't have a lot of information, and in, I'll be honest, I didn't like overly research this, but I, I it did catch my my eye. I did read the article, and it just there's there's some odd things going on there. You know, the CFO retires, the the uh, vice president of strategy and business development, uh, you know, leaves, and it's like, man, some of these guys have been there for 30 years, and they're they're quitting this job makes me think something happened you know whether that'll ever come out or whether anything happens with this i don't know but i thought it was interesting uh very curious as to what what all that's about um one last thing we'll get to uh get to the preseason stuff jags traded joe Schobert to the Steelers. This is a guy, linebacker. I mean, if you watch Jags games, which hopefully you didn't last year, it wasn't a lot of fun. Um, but if you did watch Jags games, you would have seen Joe Schobert all over the field making tackles everywhere. Put up 141 tackles, three interceptions, 2.5 sacks, two forced fumbles uh, last year. So, I mean, he, he did very, very well. Trade to the Steelers that, you know, definitely need help at that linebacker position. Obviously, they believe they do. They, they go out and get Joe Schobert. Six-round pick. 
Very surprised by that. Very surprised. Now, obviously, there's contract things, and I don't know all the details of how that contract worked out. I mean, maybe the Steelers just took off, took all five million or whatever his contract is, and the Jacks felt like they need to offload that. To me, this feels like more of a uh, you know the, this this feels like a coach trying to get his guys in kind of thing, and I you know I'm not I'm not going to sit here and and point fingers or at, by any means. I think it's way too early to start doing that, uh, but I am questioning. <coughs> Throat's gonna dry. Let me drink a little bit. That'll help, right? An energy drink. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I, I do. You know, I wonder if Urban Meyer is is pushing some of these guys out. You know, I I, I don't know. You you have the rumors that they're trying to trade the cornerback they drafted in the first round last year, who didn't do great, but by rookie cornerback standards. Did okay, I feel like, and, and certainly has a lot of upside moving forward. Um, and then now Joe Sherbert goes for for a uh, six. Yeah, strange. Certainly very strange. Um, let's move on, and I'm going to put up this graphic. I got a nice little graphic for you guys. Let's see if that worked. Um, hopefully, you can see this on the screen. Uh, hamstring watch. All right, that's, that's what I, well, maybe... I don't know if you can see it or not. I'll be honest with you. Either way, I have a nice little graphic that reads off all the names. I'm doing hamstring watch, all right? Every single week, I'm going to try and do this live stream. And I'm going to try and talk about the guys that have hamstring injuries because if you have followed the the NFL for a long time, you know that it just, like, they come back all year. Hamstrings, like, to me, are the scariest thing. So reading off just a couple guys that that I saw that are having hamstring injuries to certain degrees, and you never know what that degree is. Uh, But Zach Moss... Um, running back for the uh, for the Buffalo Bills, uh, drafted last year. He was a rookie and um, was very close to. Uh, I mean, I think it was just like twenty. 25 uh, carries away from outpacing um, Singletary, who was there when he was on the field. So that that's certainly interesting. A guy who had a good chance of maybe taking over that starting job, possibly. You never know. Kenny Galladay, wide receiver for the uh, Giants, was out uh, with a hamstring. Apparently, he's getting back on the field, but still something to watch out for. Aaron Jones running back for the Packers, hamstring injury. Allen Robinson, uh, CJ Godwin, Tony Jefferson, uh, Grant Delpin, Kevin King. Those are a couple safeties and cornerbacks for various teams that are having some hamstring injuries as well. Uh, Frank Clark, which is not a position that you usually see with this kind of stuff, but he has a hamstring injury that I saw. And last one was Marquise Brown. I think that one is the one that probably scares me the most uh, out of any of them um, Marquise Brown is a guy who you know I I just he, he's he's a speed guy right and he's dealt with injuries it, it's I mean his entire career so so that that's certainly been an issue um, and yeah so I I certainly I, I'm certainly questioning that I certainly you know I don't know that that one scares me a whole lot and it's like man that's gonna kick me out of watching <laughs> of, of drafting a Marquise Brown in fantasy draft and stuff like that that's that's what, what scares me. And I got it back on the screen there. So, so you can kind of see the list there. Um, don't know if that keeps anybody interested, but that's something that I watch. That's something that's very, very interesting to me. So, yeah, that's, I'm putting that up there. Um, I'm going to leave that on the screen just for a second if anybody wants to uh, add to it in comments or if you're watching this later or listening to it later, man, uh, message me on, on Twitter. You know, I, I get those notifications. You can comment on there too, and I'll see it eventually, but I don't get the notifications on YouTube. I get those notifications on Twitter. 
Twitter uh, at Between Pylons, just Between Pylons. Uh, hit me up, and if you have anybody else that has hamstring injuries or your favorite team, you know about a couple guys, or hey, if you just you know have a news story that that you want to send me that you think is interesting, thing I should talk about, send that my way. I, I think that that'd be pretty cool if uh, we could get into that. Um, so. Actually, I want to talk about hold-ins at the end of the uh, broadcast, but let's get into the first round of the uh, or the first week of preseason. Obviously, you had the Hall of Fame game uh, last week, but I really don't count that. That to me is is week zero, and this is week one. So that's that's how I kind of look at it. Uh, obviously. Got to talk quarterbacks, right? Like, got to talk quarterbacks. Uh, first week preseason. First of all, I almost put their stats. I, I almost like went in and like was gonna was gonna have a, have a whole graphic for the stats. I'm not doing that. I decided to axe the graphic altogether and just I want to talk about the player. I want to talk about my reactions. I don't care about the plays. I don't care about uh, you know the stats at the end of the day because it does, it's it's preseason. You don't know. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. And really everything I'm about to say doesn't really matter. But my first impressions, um, Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean Jesus, his fastball is ridiculous. I I think he had the most talent arm coming out of uh, the class I, I always said you know even more than Trevor Lawrence I, th- I thought he you know I, I, th- I believe that coming out and I, I think it was confirmed today just watching go go on YouTube and just watch like the two-minute video I'm sure however long it ends up being of just him throwing every fo- every pass and I think the first or second pass just an absolute piss missile and he does it every single play it seems like he, he has a good variety of, of throws but his his fastball is just ridiculous so that was like my first First reaction, and I'm a Dolphins fan, so I just absolutely hate the fact that I gotta play Zach Wilson every single day for the rest of our life. Uh, that bugs the crap out of me. I don't like it. That makes me upset. Um, and hey, there, I'm back now. Um, yeah, so moving on from, from Zach Wilson, uh, we'll talk about Trey Lance. Uh, obviously, he had that 80-yard touchdown, which was awesome. I, I, I Listen, okay, let's unpack this for a second because I, I don't I – don't, maybe at some point I'll have it set up to where we can actually go through the play and stuff. I don't have that set up at the moment. Um, but you look at the play, and it, that's a game-planned play. All right, that, that's a that's like a little tricky play that you never see in preseason, right? Well, you do. You only see it with your rookie quarterbacks that you want to get a little bit of, of uh, love for. And listen, I'm not taking anything away. It was a really, really great game design type of play, and it was a really, really great throw. It was a beautiful throw. Like Jimmy Garoppolo can't make that throw. I don't. Th- I don't think. Uh, maybe he can, but like I'll, I'll go so far as to say, like uh, what. 15, 20 NFL starting quarterbacks probably don't make that throw. And, you know, we can we can argue semantics all day, but at the end of the day, that's that was what I would guess. He made an awesome throw. He has a ton of arm talent, no doubt about it. But did, other than that play, and other than really that drive where I felt like there was a lot of game plan stuff that, that kind of got the ball out of his hands, made everything really easy for him, and just said, okay, we're going to get you in rhythm. After that, you know, took four sacks, made five completions. I wasn't really all that impressed overall with with Trey Lance. I like Trey Lance. I'm honestly, I think I'm a proponent of him starting at this point, uh, just because. Listen, I, I, well, I don't know. It's tough because the 49ers are in a situation where they could 
win a lot of games with with Garoppolo, but like I would love to see Trey Lance really get the opportunity to just develop and grow while playing the game. Like I just I, I don't know. I don't know if he's the type of guy you need to sit for a year because I, I do think he might just need the reps and and need you know he he played at Indy. We, we know the story, right? Played at a super small school, never really played the competition he's going to be playing in the NFL. How much does uh, you know practice really help when you're playing the twos? I, I don't know. Um, that's a that's something that like I, I guess I guess that's something that everyone can argue and I, I go back and forth with it but I think I think I want to see him start like I think at, at some point like at the end of the day I think we all know Garoppolo is going to fuck up one game and everybody's going to be calling for his name and then that's just going to compound and then he'll be in by week seven week eight right like I, that's kind of my expectation uh, Justin Fields played against my Dolphins uh, you know again looked really good I really liked him you know had had again some game planning stuff that I felt like Nagy was like okay we're going to put this in and we're going to you know make it look good and, and you know the Dolphins aren't going to be ready he was he was playing the twos and threes. Dolphins did not start a lot of guys, but played awesome. Played well. I'm excited to see him uh, play some starters. Like I, I think I think first drive was very clearly scripted, and I think you can kind of tell when that ends up being the case. But that's okay. I don't care. Like Justin Fields looked great. Looked better than I really even expected. Uh, to be totally honest, I wasn't super high on him. I liked him, but I was not as high as I feel like the rest of the community was uh, on Justin Fields. And yeah, I'm excited. He he had great poise, big guy, uh, physical. Who who I think his his running is going to be a big part of the game and. and of the, this offense, and I, I can only imagine that that's going to grow in the regular season, especially we'll see a ton of that. I'm excited. I really am excited for Justin Fields. I thought he looked good. It was a good start. Um, again, I'm not sitting here, you know, I, I'm not amazed. Like, I, I wasn't amazed like I was with Wilson in some of his throws, but that's okay, too. Like, he still played really, really well. Uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, was good. Again, like, that's, that's the one where it was like, it was a letdown because he's – Trevor Lawrence and he took a sack on the first play and he just looked okay he didn't look like you know but honestly if he played if he went out there and you know I don't know I I, I just I, it's it's hard because I just have such high expectations for him and you know same way I feel about Wilson a little bit like you know I think I, I expect a little bit more and there just wasn't that like wow play that got me excited but like, he's gonna be a starter he's gonna be great he's Trevor Lawrence He's he's the golden child, like all those things. Did not a I didn't I didn't come away with a big thought on him. Uh, Mac Jones uh, again played a lot of the second and third quarter. I watched pretty much every snap of that, and, and he just looked so poised. He he looked like the moment was not too big. Um, I I these are these are not my words. I don't know where I I was listening to some podcast and somebody said this. I'm sorry I can't give credit because I don't remember. Um, but they said he looked like uh, he, he he looked like Jimmy Garoppolo. And I could not agree more with that sentiment. Just, I mean, he he really did. He looked like Jimmy Garoppolo did in the preseason. Remember how excited we were for Jimmy Garoppolo all those years? And I know, like, maybe that sounds bad now because we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo for a couple of years and it hasn't been awe-inspiring. But, like, there was a time when everyone really, really wanted him to be the heir apparent. Everyone was really, really upset when they traded him for a second-round pick. So, you know, I, 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 I'm excited for Mac Jones. I am. I, you know, I think he went to the right spot. Obviously, we know the comparisons that I'm not going to make. Uh, but we, we know those are out there, and obviously he's he fits that scheme very well uh, for what they truly want to do, or at least what they've done for the past 20 years, maybe not like, excluding last year a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, looked good. I had no issues.
issue with it. You know, he's not going to light the world on fire from his arm. Like, I just never, like, impressed with his throws. But, you know, his, his whole thing coming out of college was he was a quick processor uh, and a good, accurate thrower of the football, and he showed both of those things, I felt like, in his first preseason game. Last quarterback I want to talk about. Actually, two. One that I have notes on, and then I'll mention one other one that I think is worth mentioning just really, really fast. Jordan Love. Jordan Love for the Packers. Yeah, the guy that everybody's been shitting on for damn near two years now. Uh, gets, I mean, all of the drama. I don't need to go into it. Looked good. He has so much talent. He has so much arm talent. I'm not saying for a second that he is anywhere close to what Aaron Rodgers is. If you know me, you know I am like... Aaron Rodgers is my dude. I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I think he is, outside of Mahomes now, he's the most talented quarterback I had ever seen for years. Like, I, I've always said that. Love Rodgers, not taking anything away from him, obviously. But Jordan Love, I thought, looked good. I, I thought he made a lot of good throws. Were there were there moments I would have liked him to get off? Mac Jones ceiling, top 15 or top 20? I, I, you know, I'd say top 15. Uh, yeah, I, I mean... You know, I, I think Garoppolo's ceiling is top 15, right? Like, I, I, I think Kirk Cousins' ceiling, you know, top 15, you're going to be in the bottom of that. But, like, those are the type of guys I see him being, right? Like, I don't see him, I, I, you know, I'd never say, yeah, I think I think top 15 is fair. Top 20, I think, is, you know, it's okay. I, I wouldn't argue with you if you said, no, top 20 only. But, you know, yeah, I, I certainly think he has a high ceiling. And, you know, obviously, I think Bill Belichick can aim, can you know, make you look even better than maybe you are sometimes just with his scheming and stuff. He does a really good job of that. Uh, that's a good question. I, I, yeah, I would say top 15, though. Uh, but going back to, to Jordan Love there, I uh, was really upset that he got hurt, has a little bit of a shoulder injury, might not be playing the rest of the year. Uh, but just the first time we really got to see him, that's kind of why I put him in this, like, rookie quarterback conversation because I know he's not a rookie, but it's the first time I've seen him play in, in the Packers uniform, so it was worth, uh, worth mentioning. I saw a lot of good things out of him. Last thing, uh, Eason played really well in his uh, preseason game. Didn't I'm not gonna say I, I didn't do a deep dive on him. I, I just kind of quickly watched it really quick. Like I watched like the two minute clip on YouTube. I didn't really even watch the game to be totally honest. Um, but just to just to take a look at, at how he's throwing the ball, Jacob Eason for the Colts. Obviously, uh, you have Wentz down. You don't know what to expect with that. Looked good. I don't know. I, I think it, if you're a, if you're a Colts fan, it gives you a little bit of. Uh, like hype, right? Like you just like, okay, cool. This there might be something here. You might be excited. Um, moving on, uh, I want to talk. You know, I, I, I was gonna do a rookie running back thing. Uh, does anybody want to talk about the rookie running backs? Like there, there wasn't. Really, I don't really have a lot of hot takes here. Like Najee's looked good. Uh, he's exactly what I expect him to be so far. You know, he's gonna be doing those seven to ten yards a clip type of thing. Steelers uh, football. You know, he he really didn't hit a bunch of deep, you know, 20, 20, his plus 20 yard runs are kind of minimal in college. I would expect that to be the same in the NFL, but I mean, he's just going to be so good between the tackles and so good in that, you know, first five, he's going to be getting five yards a clip. I mean, he's just, he, I think he's gonna be awesome uh, with it from that perspective. Edian, I didn't really get a good look at him, to be honest. I don't even know if he played, like, I don't have any notes on him at all. Um, only, you know, rookie wide receiver that really, uh, like the biggest one that really stood out to me, Rondell Moore looked really explosive. 
explosive. I was just, I mean, you know, we know how explosive he is, but the injuries is why he fell into that second round range. Um, actually, I had two. Rondo Moore is the first one that I was like, man, so explosive. Uh, and then Terrace Marshall. Uh, you know, I've done a video on him. I'm a big fan of Terrace Marshall. And, uh, yeah, he he balled out a little bit for, for the uh, for the uh, Panthers. Got a lot of playing time, but I feel like you can tell he is above David Moore on that pecking order, uh, packing list. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited for him. Um, did want to mention Jalen Hurts uh, working on playing into the pocket in the preseason. You could tell, like, there were multiple times where he could have run out of the pocket. And Jalen Hurts is just a guy that I'm watching really close because I am interested to see what happens with him. Um, yeah, you know, it looks really good between the hash marks. I still have a lot of questions about his accuracy as a whole. I, you know, he's not a quarterback that's really ever impressed me. I didn't think he's, you know, I, I honestly, before the draft in that 2020 draft, I was arguing that he wasn't ever going to be a starting quarterback. And then I got wrong really, really fast, uh, which is, which is funny. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with him. Obviously we know the running ability. He, he is a good runner. Um, and it, I was good to see in preseason that he was working on staying in the pocket he had one run when the play totally broke down on third and six or third and seven but other than that you know really trying to put it all together um i, I still obviously have questions it wasn't a perfect game but yeah look, looks really good also uh in that same game anthony mcfarland looked really really good as well um but all right that's the big takeaways that I have from preseason week one, I'm not really, I don't know what to expect for this preseason. Like there's certain teams that just weren't playing anybody. So I didn't like put a lot of stock into it. Um, you know, and it kind of sucks because it's like, if one team doesn't play anybody, then like, I really can't put stock into either of the teams because I don't, you know, you just never know. So it takes away the value a lot of times for me. Uh, but overall, like those were my, my big, big takeaways. Uh, I'm sure I have a couple other ones that I'll, that I'll come up with or I'll talk about as we get through this. Um, but last thing that I really wanted to talk about was the hold-ins. All right. And there's, uh, you know, I think this is a new thing that's going to be going on in the NFL and that is holding out but going to practice and going to the team because with the new CBA, they changed the rules for holding out and made it much, much, much worse thing to do, made it a very difficult uh, thing to, to get around, I guess. Uh, but, you know, you, you see these guys, TJ Watt, Jamal Adams, uh, Dwayne Brown, the uh, the left tackle for the Steelers, or excuse me, for the Seahawks, uh, all holding in, right? Uh, there, there's a couple other names too, uh, you know, uh, Jones for the, uh, for the Arizona Cardinals, there's been some rumors there that he, he's not doing everything, but I don't think he's a true hold-in the way these guys are. Uh, T.J. Watt not participating in contact comp slash competitive drills. Uh, you know, he's he's currently negotiating a con contract. Uh, you know, I don't know. Does he is he a guy that would hold out to the regular season? The Steelers have proven over 30 years, what however long it's been, that they they don't negotiate in the regular season. So if you don't have a contract once week one starts, you're not getting one until the end of the year. Uh, TJ Watt deserves absolutely deserves a contract and, and you hope they can get that going uh but yeah he he that's something to watch and and the reason i want to talk about this and, and bring attention to it is because when they hold out and they're not there i feel like it gets so much more press and everyone like recognizes oh this big name player is not at camp let's talk about this let's put this on espn when they're still when they're at camp <coughs> when they're at camp but you know it's just local reporters saying oh hey he's not practicing he's not practicing he's not doing anything 
that to me is a hold in. It's getting a lot less press, and that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it. Jamal Adams, another another one, obviously fairly well known contract dispute. Um, you know, he he, I think he holds all the cards. Obviously, they made the big trade for him. They're not gonna not sign him, but it is a question of uh, you know he he is not playing. Would, would he not play into the regular season? I don't know. Um, has had one season with the Seahawks, and it looked good when he was on the field. At most of the time, um, seems like teams are no longer overlooking smaller offensive weapons. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I agree. I think it's the, I think it's the Tyree Kill effect more than anything, right? Every single, uh, every single team is is looking for that guy a little bit. I mean, it, I think you, you don't have to go anything any farther than Jalen Waddle getting drafted six overall. I mean. That's a you know a great slot receiver in college, and I think will be a really good player. But that type of player has never gone top ten. Like I mean, you just can't find that anywhere. Dolphins do it. Obviously, there was a need there for them for that type of player. But I mean, yeah, I totally agree. Every single team's looking for him. I, you can you, all you have to do is be fast. It seems like as a wide receiver, and you're gonna at least get a couple years of a chance to to improve. I couldn't agree more with that, Whedon. Um, but yeah, couldn't could not agree more there. Um, moving moving back to the hold ins just so I can I can finish this up a little bit. Um, yeah, Adams is out, and then Brown, last guy that I'm that I'm gonna really dive into this is a dude who's you know left tackle. That Russell Wilson I think made it even more difficult for the Seahawks by him commenting saying, "Oh, we need him back." And I, I really don't love when players do that. Like let everybody's contract be their own thing, uh, but it is what it is. Um, 35 years old. He's the 16th highest paid uh, offensive lineman, uh, but he is still ranked in the top five of most major O-line metrics, according to PFF. Uh, So the assumption is, uh, you know... Yeah, no, I, I agree with that as well. We didn't, uh, you know, Rondo Moore, especially um, Amari Rogers. You know, I, I don't know if he like I Amari Rogers was a tough eval for me. Like I was just never sure. Like is he? He was a great slot receiver, but I felt like he just never saw a lot of like man to man coverage. So I really never got to see like his. I don't know. He was a tough eval for me. I've talked about that a lot on my channel, so I won't dive back into that. Uh, but yeah, Rondo Moore great player who you know everybody's looking for that type of guy and it just it, you know you just look at Tyree Kill it's like it's so hard to stop him and it's not just his speed it's everything he's a really good wider all-around wide receiver it's just that element of his speed makes him I mean I would argue a top five wide receiver in the game I mean I just don't think there's any other way to say that and if you can get one of those guys it just it opens everything up I feel like um but yeah last thing I'll say with uh, Brown before I before I finish up with the hold-ins um knee injury issues workload management issues in, in practice. I think those are reasons why uh, the Seahawks maybe don't want to uh, sign him to a long-term deal. And I don't blame him, 35 years old, but also like Andrew Withworth for the uh, Rams. He's a, like 39, I think. So there's there's certainly precedent for paying a very, very old uh, left tackle. So, so I don't know. <coughs> All right. Um, that is everything I had on my rundown for this. Uh, Whedon, you're on here. We'll leave a comment. Do you want to talk about anything else? Throw throw around some some uh, teams. I pretty much have a take on every team or anything you talk about. So I'll, I'll stay on for a minute. See if you want to if you want to comment anything else. If not, I'll probably hop off here. By the way, I'll, I'll throw out a couple other things. Hunter Henry injury, uh, questionable for the start of the season. Also, Jonu Smith is hurt. Uh, these are like lesser things that I just I have in my notes, but I didn't want to talk about at the top of the show. Um, 
I actually, you know, I'll, I'll go here while I'm, while I'm waiting just a minute here for Weed and see if he says anything else. Um, two, there, there are really only two real quarterback com- competitions for me. Uh, you appreciate the Seahawks talk for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, well, let's. Uh, I don't really have much else for the Seahawks. I'll be honest with you. I wish I had a good take for you. I have like half of the NFL. I have like a really like you know i feel like divisive takes and i don't really have anything for the seahawks i'm, I'm interested to see uh chris carson like can he what's that running back room gonna see i feel like i've heard a lot of good things out of penny uh your first round pick from forever ago who you know obviously been injured a lot uh what's what's that running back situation gonna look like i feel like do you do and also just what is that uh I don't know. I have a lot of questions more than answers or at all for the Seahawks. Like, are we going to see a Seahawks team that really does try and air it out? Like did, did Russell Wilson win that argument uh, with the coach in the off season? Cause it seems like everything's good now. Obviously there was a lot of issues there uh, for your dino pick. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm I'm going Lance, and I I think I did have him higher, but they were those two were like right next to me for for projection. But really, Lance for uh, for for the team, 49ers, I just think are, are the better scheme. Like like uh, Kyle Shanahan is just one of the greatest uh, schemers to me, and like one of the one of the better offensive coordinators, offensive minds in the game. Uh, and then Fields is on a like I don't really expect Nagy to be back next year. Like I, I, I thought he should have been out this year to be honest, but I think it was just a weird, a weird year where he, he got to stay. So yeah, I, I would take Lance because I feel like there's stability for the 49ers and their ceilings a little bit higher and fields. I mean, honestly, like I, I like fields. I think he has a, maybe if you gave me one year, I'd probably take fields right now over, over Lance just cause like, I think, I think Fields should start week one. I think he probably will end up winning the job altogether because uh, there's just so much more you can do. And he has that running element like Fields. Fields is faster than Josh Allen and Josh Allen put up what 600 yards like Fields Fields should. I don't know if he will, but I mean, he should have like seven, 800 rushing yards like that. That doesn't if he plays a full season, that doesn't feel un, unheard of for me. So like for fantasy, I feel like this year, especially, he's going to be really, really dangerous. Uh, so one year redraft, I take Fields. You said Dino, though, so I'm taking Lance with just the long-term thing. And then obviously, you take, take into the fact uh, Garoppolo. I still believe Garoppolo is going to get traded by the end of the end of preseason. Like, I feel like, you know, if there's an injury coming or if there's a team like, I don't know, the Colts feel like there's something going on with uh, Carson Wentz and they're like, man, we have a great team. Let's get let's get Garoppolo in here. Let's, you know, put Eason in for a couple of weeks. And, you know, the Colts actually have a really easy start of the schedule anyway. So maybe they can get away with that for a couple of weeks, get Garoppolo, uh, you know, Pull, you know, up to speed and then put him in. That's if Carson Wentz was out for a long time. So, like, I I, I still see Garoppolo getting traded, to be honest. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I'll take Lance there. Uh, anywhere else you want to go? Uh, I, by the way, with just the Seahawks, like, who is it going to be run first? Is it going to be pass first? I hope it's fat pass first because I'm targeting, I'm targeting Metcalf in a lot of fantasy drafts. So I'm, I'm hoping uh, that's how it goes, man. But I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect there. <coughs> I am. I'm really loving this format. I'm probably am going to do this every week, even though. Don't you know? I think this is this is a fun way to to talk football and. I just get to talk for 45 minutes. When I have the podcast, I have to let Jacob talk half the time, so that sucks. Saints could use a quarterback trade cap-wise. 
probably have to be mentioned. Yeah, Minshew, I, I could see, I, I saw that uh, today, I don't remember who I was listening to, said the possibility that Min, that the only reason the Jags are like trying to act like this is a quarterback battle, which stupidest thing in the world to me, that's uh, not a quarterback battle at all, but like just to up the value of a Minshew trade. Uh, but I don't know, I, you know, neither of the quarterbacks performed well in their first preseason game, I was kind of disappointed with that, but I do think it's like, I, you know, the Saints went eight and one without Breeze over the past two years, and you know they they did that really with with obviously um, you know the Taysom obviously on the roster, and then James Winston last year came in and won a game for him uh, when when Breeze went down. So I, I feel like I feel like McVeigh or uh, Sean Payton's just going to figure it out with uh, with the Saints. But yeah, I agree. I think Minshew just in general could be on the move. Like you know, even even if it's a team that just wants a good backup, like. I'm trying to think. Man, yeah, I completely agree. Because it's like, man, that defensive line I'm worried about, I'm worried about your cornerback too. Yeah, I agree. It's, it could be air out mode for uh, for the Seahawks. That's a really good point there. Um, I feel like y'all have good depth I feel like for for your defensive uh for your defensive line but just like there's no like blue chip guys that like excite you I don't I don't know that's kind of where I look at for that um but you know Minshew just that trade with Minshew I could see I could see it just be a team that like has a really good team feels like they have a chance to go really far and just is worried about their backup quarterback situation and like I feel like that happens every you know I feel like there's a team out there that everybody every year you talk about like oh shit this team is screwed if their quarterback goes down and I, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head um, that that would like fit that that description I really can't off the top of my head I don't you know but you know I, I feel like there's there's certainly one there that I could think of let me look back here Look at some teams. I don't know. Who's the Chargers backup? I don't even know the answer to that. Like, maybe the Chargers feel that way. I don't know. Um, all right, man. I, I am, I'm going to call it here, man. I appreciate you uh, hopping on, Whedon. I, if you're not subscribed, I, I assume you're probably subscribed. So I, I appreciate your support. I uh, appreciate you talking to me in the comments uh, very, very much. Uh, I am going to end it right there. Thank you so much. Uh, if you're watching this recorded uh, later, thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, peace out.